Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 48. I have got such a fun and real conversation coming up for you in the episode today. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to personally invite you to register to attend a free planning workshop that I'm holding this week on Thursday, April the 14th. And we're going to map out your Q2 promos and marketing plans to help you drive more traffic and get more sales. I know so many of you struggle with planning and Q1 was a little bit brutal. Let's be honest. People weren't spending as much as they normally do. Facebook ads was hard. Everyone felt the pinch and not to mention natural disasters and things happening in the world. So I want to give back. I want to help you regroup, recalibrate and get you focused for an amazing Q2. So that's April, May and June. Come along. We're going to do it live on Zoom. It's going to be a lot of fun and you'll walk away with some good plans to take you into Q2 with more ease and less procrastination. So go to my website, lisaburn.com.au or click on the link in the show notes below and I will send you all the details once you register for this live Q2 planning workshop this week. So on to today's episode, I have a wonderful guest to share with you today. Her name is Shan Fitzgerald. She's not going by Shani Fitzgerald anymore because we fi- we figured out that she might sound like a leprechaun. Shan is a copywriter and she's the founder of Wild Spark Copy and she is an absolute legend. I wanted to talk with her today after I saw some of her work with a client of mine, Zivia. Rachel, she sells teacher's planners. I saw her work on her website and I just knew it was done by someone who really understood why personality-driven copy is critical to success for e-commerce businesses today. So I wanted to get Shani on or Shan on and get her to chat about her story, her journey, why she's so passionate about being zero Fs given and putting yourself and your personality out there and for e-commerce brands. I think it's going to be a really refreshing chat for you to hear today, especially if you feel like you have to look a certain way, be a certain thing, please everybody, you know, stay in between the lines. Today's a good chat to remind you that you don't have to follow standard path. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing and quite the opposite, you know, to stand out in a, in a sea of sameness today. It's all about having that unique tone of voice, the personality packed copy, really clear story to help your brand stand out and to magnetize the right people to you and to repel the people that aren't going to buy from you. So 
have a listen. Shan is amazing. I'm going to have to get her back, of course. Um, And I think you're going to really enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, please give me a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. A review and a five-star rating would be amazing. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, Shan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, please. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Do you like Shannon or Shani or Shan? Because you've got quite a few. I'm a Shan. A Shan. Okay, Yeah, no, I am Shan. Legally, I'm Shani, but yeah, I like to go by Shan because I got married uh, recently and my new married name is Fitzgerald. So Shani Fitzgerald makes me sound like a leprechaun. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to just go with the share, but thank you for oh, asking. <laughs> congratulations on getting married. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. And, but, yeah, Shani Fitz, Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald, yes. Oh, would, to be sure, to be sure. Yes, you would make a really <laughs> cute leprechaun. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to speak with you today. I, um, I recently did an e-commerce marketing strategy VIP day with, a, client, a new client, the lovely Rachel from Zivia. And she, for everybody listening, um, Rachel sells the most amazing teachers, teachers, planners. Um, and she's been super successful with them. And when I was re- reviewing her website, I always pick websites to pieces. Um, and I noticed how wonderful her copy was. And it's pretty rare that I come across copy that I'm like, okay, I want to change this. This isn't coming through, da 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 um, So I found out it was your copy and I wanted to get you on the podcast because her, you know, Zivia, her brand is so personality driven and fun and that separates her in the market and you really brought that out, I feel. Um, and that's your kind of shtick, isn't it? Personality driven brands and copywriting. Absolutely. And thank you so much for saying that. Um, working with Rach is always amazing. I think we've done three years together now of 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 her stuff. And yeah, it was so much fun to work with her because traditionally as a former teacher I can say traditionally teacher brands are very like very la-di-da primary school focused and very you know rainbows and butterflies and the realistic you know side of teaching is that it's not always the case so we wanted to bring a more personality driven straight talking kind of realistic tone of voice to to Rachel's planners so that they did just stand out in the market that little bit and um, I think it's I think it's definitely paid off because I know a lot of teachers who buy her stuff saying like she talks like us and it's like, yeah, exactly. That's the point. Yes. <laughs> that's it. And that's kind of like what I wanted to chat with you about, you know, the strategy, which is, you know, message brand and, and copy that uh, speaks to your audience, which is sounds very, you know, it's easy in theory, but, you know, what does that mean coming down to the practicality of it? And Zivu is the perfect example of that, that, um, you know, the perception of teachers, if you're developing a brand to target teachers, is like cutesy, sweet, perfect, holier than thou. However, you know, they're just humans as well and getting to know your audience, you know, what really would speak to them. So, yeah, it was really fascinating to see that. Um, And we're also, she's working on a new visual brand identity and website. So we're going to bring it all out even more. Um, Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do as a copywriter? So ultimately my, what I do is I turn 
everyday products into attention-grabbing personalities because I'm a big believer that I don't write for an algorithm. I write for humans because at the end of the day, humans are the ones that are putting down their credit card. Humans are the ones that are inviting brands into their lives and to solve their problems. And it should be, therefore, all your messaging should be very human-centered. So um, I also believe that, you know, the purpose of brands in the world is to is to help people. And, 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 and I feel like we we're smart enough we're very savvy these days that we do judge books by their cover and it's not enough just to sort of you know present something and go well this is this buy it you need to connect with people and humans are wired for connection it's what we want above all things so i believe that while the images and the graphic design and all of that is such a big part of it i feel for a long time words have maybe being pushed to the side a little bit um and so that's where um i've prided myself on being a copywriter who's kind of making words cool again um and showing how words can be a super important part of your message um that goes along with everything else so yeah totally i 100 percent agree with you um and you know the, what you said about how it's not enough anymore just to have an amazing product like you could have literally the best quality materials um have the best solution functionality um but if you aren't touching and reaching your person it's going to be very hard to see that success um and it's more so in the past couple of years because there has been so much um increase in competition so you know, the market in pretty much every niche has been flooded so sometimes the only thing that's separating you against you know 50 other choices is how your brand looks feels sounds what it makes them feel and that kind of comes down to that connection point and what you said um the brand's purpose in the world is to offer i mean sorry uh, solve problems but also to make people feel something and i i find that that is like a scary daunting weird uh a way to think about things for small to medium business owners who are just sort of being brave putting their things out in the world have you found that absolutely um you know rach was an excellent example when we first started working together i think it was 2019 um you know and it, she was very much like that as well and a lot of brands i believe are afraid to for a lot of people it's um also finding that division between um, what is their brand personality and what is their pers personal personality. And some people um, are afraid of overlap. Some people like me cannot stand having two separate ones. So I've just made it all one. Um, there are some people who also um, feel like they need permission to step into a brand personality because it might not have been done before in their industry. And it takes a lot to be a disruptor. Like it takes, you know, metaphorical or literal balls to do yeah. things differently to everyone else. We're not right, especially women, we're not raised to to step outside the lines we're, we're the opposite we're told to you know stay in your lane so um it is a very big daunting thing for for brands whether they're small um large you know wherever to sort of go oh it's that uncertainty but if if you find the right people to guide you through the process 
ultimately I believe you will find what works for you best. So then it will be the most authentic approach to your brand, which then has a flow on effect to an authentic way of communicating with your clients, an authentic way of presenting yourself on social media and everything, or even down to like your product itself, the packaging, the onboarding experience, the unboxing, you know, whatever. So um, yeah, it is quite daunting especially mm. when people work with, with me because I don't really hold back, I, you know. Um, but I also believe that it's about giving people permission to do what feels right for them. Yeah, totally. And, and you're right with that whole permission thing and um, being conditioned as women in business and in general to be quiet and to not do, make too much of a fuss. And, and I, you know, me personally, I'm still battling with that as my brand. Like what I really want to go out there and say is, you know, probably more like you, like cut really straight to the point, be brutally honest because sometimes that's what people need. Um, but it is scary. It's scary if you've come from a, uh, a professional, um, you know, previous life or you're a mum stepping into her new business or you're just starting out, you feel as if you've got to sort of almost blend into the crowd. But that is what is probably the worst thing you could do. Absolutely. But again, it's what we're conditioned to do. And, you know, I, I said I had my previous life was in intellectual property. So I worked in the corporate sector, um, you know, in a, in a very dry area of law. And then I went to teaching. And so as a teacher, you have to be very you know, yes. and so when I started Wild Spark uh, five years ago, when I fell pregnant and took a break from teaching, I that was one of my conscious decisions when I launched Wild Spark was that I didn't have the mindset being pregnant to yep. switch between professional voice yep. and personal voice. And I think I had just such overwhelming burnout from pretending to be whatever other people said I had to be for so long that I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something here. I'm I'm going to start this copywriting studio and I'm just going to be like balls to the wall, like, fuck it. Say what I want, <laughs> say how I feel, sorry. But like I was just like, nah, because I cannot bounce between. Yeah. And that has actually turned out to be like my trademark. So yeah. back when I started, there were no like sweary, ballsy, you know, copywriters. And, you know, now there's a lot more out there, which is which is wonderful. But, yeah, I just... I made that decision because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I, and I like what you mean, what you said there about how it was exhausting. Um, and it's the same for brand owners that they're trying to, when you're trying to be something that you're not with your brand and with yourself, it's going to feel very heavy and very uh, hard. And when you can step out, in, you know, step into your brand, your true unique brand personality it starts to feel so much easier both you know mentally thinking of concepts and and doing it but also the content creation too because think you know when we think about copywriting it's not just what's on your website it flows on to everything absolutely absolutely and that's the other thing um Oh my God, sorry. I'm just a little bit spacey today. That's it's okay. just been one of those weeks. I'm a little bit spacey there. But yes, from like your big copy all the way through to your micro copy, you know, that's the stuff where um, you can kind of push the boundaries a little bit. But the most important thing with like 
you know, choosing which way, like we were talking about um, being authentic in your brand mm-hmm. personality. The real sweet spot is fine is like finding that part where you get to be you that you're comfortable with at the same time, knowing that your people are going to feel that too. So mm. for example, my ballsy approach to language and branding and all that would not work if I was targeting corporate clients. You know, there's a disconnect there. I'm not their people. And quite frankly, they're not my people. Mm -hmm. So my copywriting has always been focused on products and brands that want to be a little bit rebellious, want to be a little bit different and want to push the envelope. So that's why I talk the way I do because it attracts those people and it's really good at repelling those I don't. Yes. And when you are starting out in business, you you have the whole, you want to talk to everyone and have everyone's business and you want to make everyone happy. And then eventually you realize that it's not possible. So as I like to tell people, when you try and talk to everyone, you end up talking to no one. So you might as well talk your own language in a way that flows and feels really authentic and real to you because then it's not such a battle, which Mm -hmm. it will be. Um, And then also it'll also like really vibe with the people who you want it to vibe with. And Mm -hmm. then even, and then the ones who are just like, "Mm, not for me, then great. See you later. Cause trust me, you do not want to be working with those people. No. And you don't want to be wasting, you know, your traffic, your clicks, your emails, your time with customers that aren't you know going to buy from you essentially so you may as well put yourself out there with that copy that is aligned with you and your product and your audience because it will attract and repel um, and that's what it's meant to do so absolutely how would you go about like i in, in my work because i'm always um the same as you, encouraging people to step into a little bit more of a brand personality and I, I help them figure that out and guide them into it. But even when it's there and they've got a recommendation and, you know, let's do this, let's push it out, there is always the default of, oh, you know, um, we might just cut that back down a bit or I, I, I better not say it like that or, you know, what say if people think this, there's, there's still that fear there. Do you find that with your clients or are they just as gung-ho about it as you are do you have to do some sort of like like um convincing or excellent question um I like to think that my approach to working with clients it's very collaborative and I like to think this is where my teaching experience comes into it so I'm very upfront with my clients when I say to them that it is not my job to be your yes woman and I'm not a type of monkey sitting here just regurgitating what you want to hear. Um, when it comes to words, I ha- I'm very, I'm all about integrity. So I will never write stuff that I don't believe in. I'm not going to put a spin on something that just doesn't sit right with me. So I'm very upfront with my clients in regards to that. I will tell them that I am here kind of like the English teacher in your back pocket. I will push you. I will say, I see what you're trying to do here, but can I please just offer another perspective? And I will always do it from a language perspective. And because I am blessed to be uh, neurodiverse, I am a very in-depth empath. So I'm really good at putting myself in other people's shoes and with their feelings and knowing their wants and desires and how to sort of use language to meet those so i will always say to some they'll say oh that's a bit that's a bit much for our brand or i wouldn't use that word and i'm like okay you wouldn't use that word but i'm thinking about abc 
who blah, blah, blah. And that, so I'm, I do push them, but at the same time, just like, you know, when to stop pushing a student in a classroom, I know when to pull back. And I'm always really good at saying, look, ultimately it is your copy. You can choose. We like. I'm happy to make the changes, but first ask me why I've used that. So perhaps I can enlighten you. And nine times out of 10, my clients then go, Oh, I see. Yep. Cool. I see what you're doing there. And it will either be because it was an actual, um, you know, because of syntax or a language rule, or I was bending a language rule. And then they're like, Oh, I getcha. Um, and then other times they'll just go, we see what you're saying, but it still doesn't sit right. So I'll say, okay, here's some alternatives that are maybe like bringing it down a little bit. Um, but the other part of, of this relationship is that I'm very, very clear with my onboarding experience with my clients that so I know like where they sit with their SAS levels, where they, I ask my clients how, um, if they have any barriers to their learning. So if they are ADHD, um, autistic, if they have dyslexia, if they have any, any barrier to language or learning, so that when I do communicate with them through words, that they are as engaged and able to participate in that as much as possible and that they're comfortable and part of the process. Um, and so, yeah, I always, again, just like I had to in a classroom, I adjust my communication style based on the needs of my client so that we can get the best results so that they can have success. I love that. And it sounds like you've got yourself a, a superpower that's both being like, you know, listen to me because that's what you pay me for. Um, and okay, I understand how you feel. What how you feel? Let me support you and and let me make the right decision for you and your business. Okay, ladies, it's truth time. Put a finger down if you're feeling any of these things about your biz and marketing. Here we go. Confused about where to focus your time and energy. It feels like you're throwing money down the drain and not seeing results. You know what you should be doing, but you're not doing them. And you're lost and losing your momentum because you don't have a plan. How many fingers have you got left? Hmm? <laughs> Even if you've only put one finger down, you need to get unstuck with support, guidance and a plan. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? Now, Ecom Grow Strong opens its doors again in June, and if you're on the wait list, you'll save $200 off the course price, which will never be repeated again because I'm putting the price up. In just 12 weeks, I will personally help you transform your marketing and your business from a hot mess express to a money-making machine by showing you how to plan and then implement simple yet strategic organic marketing. This is going to help you increase conversions, your confidence, and of course, clarity so you can get out of your own way and start seeing your e-com business thrive just like it should. Ecom Grow Strong has had over 100 women graduate and they all felt the same way that you do right now. You've got a whole lot of passion, but also a whole ton of confusion and uncertainty about marketing and your growth. Once you harness and direct all that passion into the right marketing strategies, you will have a sustainable 
and scalable business, all without paying for ads or even outsourcing. Over 12 weeks, we cover everything from planning to metrics, website optimization, promotions, email flows, email campaigns, social media, video marketing, and launch planning. Now, hand on heart, there is nothing like this available at this level of detail with this level of support. There's daily support in the Facebook group, weekly coaching calls, and guest tech experts. This is the best decision you will make for your business and yourself in 2022. So get your name on that wait list and I will email you as soon as doors open. How cool. So, you know, I love your own brand and reading through your website. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, reading your copy. What, how did your brand evolve? And, and do you write, you obviously write your own copy. Like how has your business journey happened over the past five years? Because I remember, because I think you and I started around the same time because I remember your brand popping up in my Instagram feed and then you disappeared for a little while. Yes, yes. No, my, it, I'd say my trajectory through business has been very unconventional, but then I guess I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah, started Wild Spark when I fell pregnant, um, you know, wasn't teaching for a while. And then I was doing really great. You know, I was just, I've never advertised. I've just always just got word of mouth or through Instagram and I've had this wonderful following. Um, and then about two years in, I got an offer to go and teach in the um at a really, really excellent school. And as much as I loved Wild Spark and I was doing, you know, I, I was doing very well with Wild Spark, the uh, inner mean girl in my head, you know, popped up and said, well, you're a mum and you're a teacher and teachers earn, you know, really good money and you get the government super and you have a child and you should be doing what's right. And, you know, mm. you're a mum now. You should not be pursuing, like, this was a nice little hobby while you were at home, but now you know, time to grow up and think for the future and do what's best for your family. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So um, I, I took the job. I went back to teaching. I taught for two years. Um, the pandemic hit in 2020 when I was teaching. So part of me then was like, whoa, like, you know, everyone's losing their jobs and here I am going, I'm still getting paid to turn up to school. Um but I started to, and I kept WildSpark going that whole time in the background. I was working every weekend, every free night, wow. every school holidays. Like, so I worked nonstop while I raised my son as basically a single parent while my husband stayed working away five days a week. So um, I did that juggle for, for two years. And then uh, at the end of 2020, in one week, I had two pretty big things happen to me. One, my son was diagnosed with autism at the age of three, um, and he was diagnosed with very high needs autism. Um, and uh, the next day, I also got told that my teaching role was being um, broken up and restructured and that they weren't going to be offering me that contract in that position uh, for the following year, but I could go and apply for other jobs if I wanted. And I literally just in that moment, I just went, you know what? No, I'm done. Okay, I came and I played by your rules. I did the good mum, the good girl thing, the good teacher thing. And you know what it's gotten me? It's gotten me two years of burnout, of high-functioning anxiety where I was, you know, I'm sorry to say I don't anymore, but I was drinking and smoking mm. like a fish every night to medicate myself. Mm. I was popping Valium like they were Tic Tacs to get through a day or night. 
um, you know, it was through the pandemic. We lived in northern New South Wales and I taught on the Gold Coast. So we were crossing that border every day. So that was sometimes three hours extra in the car, just one way to cross a border with a baby in the back who I didn't know was autistic and struggling while raising a child on my own, running a business, giving everything to my students, and then just to be told, you've been neglecting, like, your kid and he's having significant troubles, and by the way, this is what it is, Oh, and we're not having you back anymore. And I was just like, I've given everything to these students, to my kids, to everything, to the neglect of my own. You know what? I have an amazing business that I have kept going behind the scenes, and I'm going to back myself, you know, so I walked away. I said, no, nah, I'm done. And I did. And you know what? I never even like did an advertisement like, hey, I'm back. I never had to. I have had back-to-back clients mm-hmm. nonstop since I came back. I have a flexible schedule. My son, you know, I work four days a week, one day doing my admin, three on client projects. I have days with my son to take him to therapy. And my our son, bless, has come further in the last year and a bit that I stopped working as a teacher full time and started going back to Wildspark. He has progressed further and come further and hit more milestones than he ever did before that. It's incredible. I've got like goosebumps all <laughs> over and I've got tears in my eyes hearing your story because it's it's an incredible, you know, story. As, and it's also something that so many listeners can relate to. Like I've had many clients who have you know, special needs children and they're struggling, doing the best they bloody well can. And, you know, as women, we just work so damn hard and we keep going until we absolutely break. And thankfully you've had a breaking point that actually led you to back to what you're clearly brilliant at um, and the benefit to your family as well. So thank you for sharing that incredibly honest story. And I'm sure so many people will appreciate hearing you talk, talk about it as honestly as that um, because yeah, the, the pandemic, pandemic um, family needs, like it all can come closing and crushing in on us so quickly um you know and not that we haven't tried our best but that's all we do is try our best absolutely and for the biggest thing for me was the realization that you know society tells you to do you know as said everyone was saying to me you know like yeah you're good at this writing but you know you've got your teaching degree and you were so good at it and you still haven't paid off your hex and you know you get all this stuff and I was just like I, I it was to the point where I was like who am I to to pursue a dream of running my own business you're right I didn't go to uni and do a business degree I did an education degree well then I guess that's where I better go you know I thought like I was being very selfish to my family by not pursuing something that not only was I good at but I enjoyed and Mm. and I and I made a, a good enough living off um and then yeah to go and for me to go and play by the rules and to do everything right and then to you know we get taught when you work hard you get the reward well I worked my I did everything and then I didn't get that reward at the end. And for me, it was like, it was a a click. I will never forget that. I remember even just looking at the principal and I went, no, no, that's all good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. And he <laughs> said, no, 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 we don't want, we don't want it. I said, no, 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 it's all good. 
I'm done. Yeah. And I did. And I said, it, it, it's been the best thing ever. So anyone who's out there who feels that they do not deserve to follow, and I know this sounds really wanky, woo-woo, to follow no. your dreams. No, there, you know, there is just ignore that voice, you know, unless there is a serious reason for you not to trust your gut, go for it because yeah, it, it is worth it. It is worth yeah. it. Totally. And yet, don't wait till you have a breakdown and, <laughs> and you know, and, and your kid is, you know, diagnosed with something and you're losing your job and your whole world's upside down. Don't wait for that. Um, although it is an excellent indicator from the universe. It is. It's a very clear <laughs> indicator. Um, and it's also like a good point that you can be really good at many things. Like you are really good at teaching, but you are also really good at writing and you don't you know, necessarily have to do the one that, yeah, society expects you to. Um, or, you know, you, you've really got to follow what lights you up. Absolutely. Because life really is too short. And I, again, I know that's a cliche, but I think the pandemic also taught us that, you know, the, and, and also, look, there's bigger things within teaching in particular, like, you know, there is a reason why teachers are dropping out at a phenomenal rate. It's because we are treated so terribly. And I know people are, oh, the whole, no, you have no idea what it is like and what we're facing. And, you know, and there's just, for me, whilst I love teaching and I miss my kids, I couldn't do it anymore. And I've now found a way, this is my favorite thing, I found a way to be able to use my teaching and my teaching skills and my approach and I've put it into my business. So I say to people, like, I don't write for corporates, okay? I don't write for, um, you know, there are certain services that I'm not. I'm really transitioning more into that product-based mm. business copywriting because, one, that's what sets my heart on fire. I've written for some of the most amazing brands around the world and, if those projects are just always fantastic for me. And at the same time, I get to nurture these people because my experience has been the people in the world who come up with these amazing products and brands. As I said, I'm not trying to generalize here, but these are usually really highly creative people mm -hmm. who are really good at problem solving. But you know what? English at school might not have been mm -hmm. their strongest suit. Academics might not have been their strongest suit. And this is why, and so for them, you know, they come up with these and it's the kids I used to teach who are the most wildly creative, awesome kids with like the coolest stuff and yet they struggled the most with English. So for me, I see it as, well, I get to serve these people who have these incredible products and brands and I just help them with the wordy stuff because I don't believe words should be a barrier to anyone's success. Yes. So I've, I've been able to trans, I guess, transpose my, a bit of my classroom stuff into when I work with people. So they often say, it's almost like you're a business coach. And I'm like, no, I'm a teacher. Mm. You know, I'm here to teach you about things. Mm -hmm. I'm here to, you know, and my purpose with what I do for my clients is that I want to teach them how to talk their talk and walk their walk because ultimately I don't want them to come back to me for every little thing. Just like a teacher doesn't want to have the same kid enrolled in their class year after year because they didn't get a concept right. I want my clients to be able to go and do it themselves. Like that's where I see that real impact is happening when, when, when people are empowered to use their words, write their own copy and use their brand voice um, yeah. independently. Yeah, run with it. Um, and that yeah. what a gift to the people who 
choose to work with you that they're not only getting that incredible result the outcome but they're getting that teaching along the way so it must feel like to them that they've got a coach as well as a as a copywriter but you're right it's it's the teaching part of it and and not everybody has that ability to listen interpret um you know guide so it's it's a gift for people who are working with you and i totally agree that leaning into ecom is way more fun i find it's you know and it's probably like the, the uh, grass is greener kind of thing but personally i think e-commerce marketing doing it and teaching it is way harder than service-based businesses because there's only so many different ways you can say you know work with me or buy my course or whatever but with products one brand could have you know 50 different products or you know a several different types of customers and the, the moving parts um, is incredible and it is hard for um, business owners but I agree with you that they're quite often awesome people like they have got they're uh, courageous they put their money where their mouth is they're putting themselves out there um, so yeah I definitely would choose e-com brands to work with um, over services any given day because they're, they're pretty awesome people Absolutely. And, and uh, what you said there, like they put their money where their mouth is. And like, I have this amazing client, shout out to Steph in Canberra if she's listening. So, you know, nine to five, she works for the government. So it's all very, but she has been making for the last year, she's, she's building her own little empire for bras mm. for women with like over double D size breasts. Whoa. And yeah and i love it because obviously herself being so you know she has big boobs and this is something that she is doing and i sit there and she's one of my favorite clients to work with because i've seen how much she has invested in in everything while she is doing a nine to five government job in canberra and she is just i just sit there and i go i take my hat off to mm. her because she is putting everything into you know all these facets of her life and, and that takes a special, a special kind of person, you yes. know, and I said, I love the research side. Every time someone comes to me with a new product, not only do I get to research and learn about it, but then it's also, I learned so much about them. For example, mm -hmm. like with Steph, when she's like, you know, I, I've, the, do you know what it's like to live with these big boobs? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, a, I'm a C cup. So no, <laughs> tell me, honey. And I, I have learned more about boobs than I swear most doctors have. And I'm actually really grateful for it because I've gotten to learn about how this impacts on women, you know, yeah. and all the brands I work with, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you guys, you know, you're coming up with products and stuff, but you are also making a difference in people's lives. Yes. And I think most generally, like the most people that are creating products, that's the, the end game for them to help people. You know, that's why I definitely don't work with you know your you know you kind of drop shippers amazon that kind of vibey people because they potentially yeah. are in it for the revenue whereas most of the women that i work with they they've had a problem they've developed a solution and they want to share that solution to help people um you know across the world so yeah so many great things to to work with um you know econ businesses and how how would someone get you know get to work with you like what kind of services do you offer do you offer entry packages or like the whole kit and caboodle because i have um 
limited time at the moment, obviously with, with a little boy who is, um, takes up a lot of time and energy. Uh, I restructured the way I work with people um, for this year. So for me, I offer, so services wise, you can come to me and I do website copywriting. I do brand tone of voice and personality guides. So just like you would go to say your graphic designer and they would give you an, a brand identity with your fonts and your colors and your logo, people can come to me and I do the same, but it's for your brand personality. So we go through everything and we decide what your brand, your brand's origin story is, what your tagline, your um, unique value proposition, your positioning statement, your mission, your vision, um, then we move into your brand values, your core brand values and what you stand for and what do they mean to you. We go through your ideal client. And for that, it's not just like short snippy avatars. It's a real deep dive into like really looking at the um, not so much the demographics, but the psychographics of mm. the people. And one of me in like one of the sections is like who like, you know, how they're your people and why, or why they're your people and how you can help them. And then from there, we move into your brand personality using the brand archetypes and mood boards and brand playlists. So if your brand was a person, what would they listen to? If your brand was a person, what would they eat? How would they dress? All of that sort of thing, which then moves into your tone of voice. So this is how your brand would talk if it was a person, give really clear examples of what that is, what it isn't, and why we talk this way, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's like this big, like, 60-page document mm. that I often say to people, it's like the brains, the heart, the balls, the, yeah. the everything, the skin, <laughs> the, the hair. It's, it's everything. <laughs> like, each section, by the end of each section, uh, you know, get to the end, and your, your, your brand is now a person, mm. um, which I really love. And then, obviously, Packaging copy is also um, kind of like my thing. Um, mm -hmm. I've worked with clients. I've just wrapped up on a project in Santa Monica in LA. Uh, it's um, organic scratch-made chicken nuggets um, that are going to be stocked over there. So that was oh really gosh. fun. Working, working on, we did a brand tone of voice guide for that. And then we did the packaging. So the box for the chicken nugget box. So all the copy for that. And then we did a line of merch. So there's hoodies and t-shirts and like takeaway bags and um, some marketing flyers. So that was a lot of fun. Wow. Um, that yeah. does sound like a lot of fun. How does a yes. client in Santa Monica find you? Is that literally through Instagram or is a word of, like a referral? Uh, that particular client came from a referral from a graphic designer. So I'm really blessed that I have um, two particular graphic designers um, who I have very close relationships with that we've worked on various projects. Either I've brought projects to them in the past or they've brought them to me. And we, I've got that relationship. Um, so one is Danny from Neverland Studio in Bellingen and the other is Tara from Your One and Only in Camden. Oh, yes, I know so, Tara. Yeah, so those are, my, those are my girls that I tend to go, we, we've worked on various projects um, from projects together over the years so um this was one that came through danny and i was really really grateful for that um yeah which i'm really lucky but i've also got a wedding photographer client in minnesota she found me through an old she saw my work from an old client and saw it was wild spark and found me i get a lot my colombian i have a client in colombia and she found me through instagram so i do 
often get word of mouth or like referrals from other professionals and then Instagram is pretty much. Yes. Um, yeah. But for packages, I just have three packages and they are, you know, designed for the newbies on the block, you know, for people just getting started, people who want the intermediate, been around for a bit, want to develop and then full whole sort of top yes. tier package which is for people who want everything the whole enchilada the whole so, kit and yeah. caboodle awesome yeah. and i love that you you've got that relationship with other people that share your same vision values vibe that can bring client stuff to life because and i say this a lot and this is why the podcast started actually it takes a village you know it really ta- takes a village to you know, yes, raise a family and what have you, but to build a business, like you need so many people in your posse oh, yeah. that can bring your vision to life, not just give you the bare minimum, I find, or like the half-assed version of it. Like you want people that are going to be championing the the brand and the story and the success just as much as the brand owner. So it's cool that you've got that happening. Absolutely. And I find it really tricky. Um, I'm blessed that I haven't really come up against it until recently. Um, Just last week, a client that I'm working with on a skincare range, which I'm super excited about. um, Not, I'm like I said, not naming any names, but basically Mm. he made, because we we were very going between. I said, what's going on? And he just said, I said, do you want me to jump on a call with your designer Mm. so I can sort of, we can get on page with like what we're doing? Because he kept asking me a million questions and he said, they said, they don't want to talk to you. They're not that keen. They don't do relationship management as part of my package. And I'm like, in all my years, I have never had another professional, like the graphic designer, not want to just jump on a call and go, hey, just nice to meet yeah, you if you want 15 to chat. Minutes. You know? Yeah, because at the end of the day, I do believe that it should be cohesive. We yeah. should all be working together for, for what's best. And But you know what? Again, that's you know Mm. people approach things differently I'm the teacher in me is like I want to give you everything I want to give you all my knowledge I want to support you through this and I understand that some people aren't like that but um I do believe that's one of the biggest things if to any of your listeners if you want to work with creatives make sure you take your time find the right creatives really ask them those sort of questions like how do you feel about jumping on a call Mm -hmm. with other creatives in my team. Are you okay with that? Or are you, you know, it's little red flags like that that can really save you a lot of hassle down, you know, down the way. Yeah, you're so right. And to get the the best outcome, you really do need the right people. Um, If you're working with, you know, a satellite team or different freelancers as opposed to an all-in-one agency. So, Wow, that was such a cool chat. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's oh. just always a great time jamming with anyone who's as passionate about what she does as you are. Yes, I am. And I will pop in the show notes where people can find you. But obviously, what's your Instagram handle? Wild, Wild Spark Copy. At Wild Spark Copy. And then you've also got my podcast, which is... Oh. Um, at fuck your book club so <laughs> yes i'm gonna sorry. have to do some editing with this one <laughs> that's okay yes sorry people um but yeah you can find that on instagram and it's got a little asterisk where the you would be in that in there so it's f oh i didn't know C-K. you had a podcast yes um, i have a podcast but mine's just yeah it's a book review i pair books with booze and i give honest reviews because you know well, that sounds fabulous to me well, 
who wants a boring copywriting podcast? Like, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. Like, no. you know, let's, let's get lit and talk about literature. Yay. But I don't reckon your podcast could ever be boring if you did decide to do a copywriting. I think you probably <laughs> should, actually. <laughs> I might have to do a special. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your time. And, um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Liz. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the E-Commerce Marketing Society podcast. If you want to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to please leave a five-star review on iTunes so I can keep sharing all this good stuff with you. Until next time, keep taking those big or baby steps. I'm cheering you on every part of the way. La, la, la.